You are now tuned in to the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the Herd and Ten podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fortinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and Ten podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fortinsky. You can find me on Twitter at jfortinskynfl. You can also check out any of our dedicated social media accounts at Herd and 10 If you don't get enough content from this weekly episode and you are a crazy Bills fan, please go check out our Instagram account, our Facebook account, our Twitter account at Herd and 10 and you'll see a lot more content there. We're constantly posting almost on a daily basis injury updates anything related to the team or their opponents. So please go check those out. And also make sure that if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. It will really help us continue to grow this show and make sure that all Bills fans find it and have access to listen to it every single week. Bills win, Bills win, Bills win. I'm saying it even more excited than I have previously. And that's because the Bills are now in the AFC Championship. They took on the Baltimore Ravens last week and they beat them. And they beat them badly. It wasn't close. They made Lamar Jackson look like trash. And damn, that feels so good. They limited the Ravens to three points. If you would have told me before the game that the Bills were going to win and limit the Ravens to three points and not allow Lamar Jackson to really run or do anything, I would think you were crazy. Because I thought at the very least, the Bills were going to win this game, but that Lamar Jackson would have still a solid game or at least run for 100 plus yards. He did nothing. He ran for, I think it was 30 or 40 yards. I don't have the stats in front of me because I don't think it really matters. The Bills won and they're moving on and they're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now there's a few things we need to speak about and I'm just going to recap it. I'm not going to spend too much time because we have two guests coming on and we dive deep into both the win over the Ravens and the Bills upcoming game against the Chiefs. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. The Bills have a really interesting matchup here because they're taking on the Chiefs. They're traveling to Kansas City, but we don't know at this point in time if Patrick Mahomes is playing. Now, it's likely he's playing. Every day that goes by, it seems more and more likely that he's playing. At the time of this recording, Mahomes has practiced at this point. So there's a good chance he's going to play. Granted, it was a light practice, but still, he's practicing. He's on the field. He's playing with his teammates. He has not passed everything within the concussion protocol, but it's certainly looking likely that he's going to play. So the Bills can confidently prepare for Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be interesting because Patrick Mahomes is probably going to play, and Kansas City... (laughs) has a slew of talented receivers. How do you stop all these receivers? This is the thing that is going to be challenging. But then on the flip side, how are the Chiefs going to stop the Bills receivers? I think this game really is not just the battle of the quarterbacks because the main storyline for this game is Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. But I'm not convinced that that 
should be the main storyline. I mean, it should be maybe part of the main storyline because the other part of the what should be the main storyline is this receiving core. You have Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown, maybe Gabe Davis. At the point of this recording, Gabe Davis is not practicing, so he may not play. And as we know, he's had a huge playoffs. He's made some really big plays, and he's come up big. We've needed him. There's been moments where we have needed Gabe Davis on the field. So I'm really hopeful that he's going to be okay and is going to be ready to go for this game because I think we're going to need every single piece possible to win this game. But you have that on the Bills side for receivers. And then on Kansas City, of course, they're loaded as well. They have Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, maybe Sammy Watkins. You have Hardman. Pringle. The list is just endless. The question is, are the Bills receivers better than Kansas City? Is Josh Allen better than Patrick Mahomes? I think it's a toss-up. I think at this point in time, it's a toss-up. And that's why when you hear my prediction later in this show, you'll understand why I'm saying it's a toss-up. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be an offensive battle. It is certainly not going to be a defensive struggle. If you're expecting that, hate to break it to you, that's probably not what's going to happen. I want to get into the weekly wins and lazy losses because that's going to allow us to really understand what the Bills need to do to win. And if they do certain things, how they will actually lose this game. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. If you want to get any of their amazing product, whether it's the Weed Whacker that works on your nose hairs, or it's the Lawnmower 3.0 that takes care of everything below the waist, please go to manscaped.com and use the code HERDAND10 and you'll get 20% off and free shipping on your entire order. Let's get into the weekly wins. The Bills need to limit the big plays. We've seen this Kansas City Chiefs offense for long enough. We know what they're about. They make big plays, chunk plays. And the way you stop that is by forcing them to go with shorter plays, forcing them to run the ball in situations that maybe they don't want to. Don't allow them to get big chunk plays. Don't allow them to throw it 50 yards down the field to Tyree Kill. Because if you do that, it's going to be very difficult to beat them. You, you want, it's okay to be in a shootout, but you can't let them get massive chunk plays. Let them beat you in a methodical way. Don't let them take chunks of the field and beat you that way. So if the Bills can limit the huge plays that Kansas City makes on offense, the Bills could win this game. The other piece here is that you need to have long sustained drives on the offensive side of the ball for the Bills. They need to try and take up some of that clock because really, this is probably, like I said before, going to be a shootout. So it's really probably going to come down to time of possession. You need to find a way to win the time of possession battle. And if the Bills can have longer drives than Kansas City, that should be enough to limit Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense and therefore allowing the Bills to put up slightly more points. For lazy losses. If the Bills fail to force Kansas City to kick field goals, they could lose this game. This game is about touchdowns. These teams are going to be trading touchdown for touchdown. The way you stop that is... Maybe not forcing a punt. You may not be able to do that. Hopefully you can, but you might not be able to force Kansas City to punt the ball. Then you at least need to limit them from getting a touchdown on every drive. Because that could be the difference here. It Maybe it's one drive where Kansas City stalls and is forced to kick a field goal. That could be the difference in this game. One field goal could be the difference in this game. 
So I think that if you can't stop them from scoring touchdowns, if they're scoring on every drive and the Bills are scoring on hopefully almost every drive, the Bills could certainly lose this game. They need to, at the very least, force Kansas City to kick a field goal on one of their drives because that is probably going to be the difference in this game. It's going to be a close game. There's going to be a ton of offense, and you're going to need to find a way to stop them from getting in the end zone. So that does it for this first segment of this episode. But we have two exciting guests coming on. We have Alexa Ross, who is part of CBS's News 8 W Rock. That's right. She's part of CBS, and she is super knowledgeable on the Bills. She loves the Bills. This is what she does for a living. So having her on for this week is so exciting. So we look forward to that. And then after her, we have also another exciting guest, someone who's near and dear to my heart, and that's my brother, Kevin. We're going to dive deep into the Bills' upcoming matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs and really walk through that game and talk about our expectations for this game and how excited we are for this huge AFC Championship matchup, which has not happened in 27 years. This Bills team is already making history, but they have an opportunity to take another leap forward and go to the Super Bowl. So, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back talking with Alexa Ross, and later in the show, we'll be talking with my brother Kevin, and specifically focusing on the upcoming matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks. It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have The Drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss The Drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com. Welcome back to the Herd and Ten podcast. As mentioned earlier in the show, we have an exciting special guest, Alexa Ross, who is a sports anchor and reporter for Channel News 8 W Rock, which is part of CBS. Alexa, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, you guys can follow me at Alexa Ross TV on Twitter. You can also on RochesterPress.com, you can find my articles about what's been going on this season and the things that are coming ahead. And obviously we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up this weekend. So, and hopefully we can continue through for another couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Look, we've it's been a great run so far. I want to recap the huge win that the Bills had over the Ravens. And before I ask you for your takeaways from the game, I just I have to note that the Bills came into this game and for some reason it felt like they were the underdog. It felt like the Ravens had been coming in with so much momentum and the media had been swirling around them, emphasizing how great they are, how great Lamar Jackson has been. But the Bills came in and they stumped them. They made Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, look pedestrian-like. I want to get your takeaways from the game. I think the evolution of the defense is really the biggest thing to take away from this game. They obviously only held the Ravens to three points. They held them to a field goal. Lamar Jackson did not find the end zone. Hollywood Brown did not find the end zone. Nobody found the end zone. There was no end zone finding by anyone on the Ravens offense. And Justin Tucker, obviously this could have been, they could have had nine points, but two missed field goals. Um, That weather wise, not necessarily Bill's special teams wise, but I think, you know, we've seen the run defense lapse throughout the season. Um, You saw it against Kansas City. You definitely saw it against Tennessee back in October. Two back-to-back really bad games for the Bills. And from the Arizona game on, the defense developed an identity, finally. And even as they developed that identity, there was a problem with stopping the run. And I think the non-negotiable of this game was you need to stop Lamar Jackson or he's going to run all over you. You saw it, you know, you, we've seen it throughout the playoffs. You saw how Lamar has looked. He was back in MVP form. He is the reigning MVP. There's a reason for that. It's because of what he can do with his legs. And to be able to keep Lamar Jackson scoreless is, it just speaks 
to everything that the Bills defense has been able to accomplish this season. Um, obviously, it wasn't Josh Allen's best game. It wasn't, you know, offensively the best game in the world. And that's okay. It doesn't always have to be the best game offensively in the entire world when the biggest thing about this is you need to stop what's going on and you need to stop a super dominant offense. So I'm glad they were able to shut them down. And even more on the defense, Taron Johnson's 101 yard pick six. I mean, tied for an NFL playoff record. He He's a playmaker. We all know this. This is not a surprise. I mean, I think he is going to be in real contention for that CB2 spot next year uh, alongside Trey. But he, you know, defensive touchdowns have now been a thing for this team after not having done it in seasons. So, you know, I think that this is now a team where they're, if one side doesn't perform the way they have to, the other side can pick it up. However, that's not going to fly against Kansas City. So I think that, and everyone post game said too, you know, we still have a lot to learn from this and there's a lot we, we need to learn whether it was the weather, whether it was anything else, but I think they were very well prepared for this Ravens team. When you have someone like Isaiah McKenzie, who had a career game against Miami, you know, as your scout team quarterback as Lamar, you know, you're, you're going to be prepared and you could tell that they were ready for whatever that offense was going to throw at them. Yeah. You bring up a few really key points here and in a nutshell, it's that the defense was impressive. And it's nice to see that it's not always the offense because up until pretty much last week, we've kind of been a ride or die with the Bills offense. If Josh Allen doesn't have a stellar game, if the offense doesn't roll and, and put up big numbers, we can't win. If we don't eclipse 30, we can't win. And all of a sudden, our defense seems to be peaking at what appears to be the perfect time. Entering Kansas City, they got a big task at hand. Like you said, they're going to have to have the defense up to snuff, and the offense is going to have to be rolling. They certainly cannot look the way they did against the Ravens. However, it's nice to know that the Kansas City defense is nothing like the Baltimore Ravens. So it's certainly going to be a different matchup. Now, obviously, at this point, we really don't know whether we're going to see Patrick Mahomes or not, but I don't know if it's relevant. Like you've said, they go to practice, they prepare, and regardless of who they're going to play, they need to be prepared. So whether it's Isaiah McKenzie playing as the scout team quarterback or if it's someone else, that doesn't, you know, in the end, they just need to be prepared for whoever they're taking on. And it's just nice to see that the Bills have shown that they can win in many different ways. And that's really what you want to see from a true Super Bowl contender. They're a game away from being in the Super Bowl. And there's a reason for that. It's because they can win in so many different ways. The defense is, is changing. We're seeing some things. We're seeing Taron Johnson, who you're saying could potentially be the CB2 next year. That would be really interesting to see, especially because he had such a slow start to the season. There was talk of benching him at the start of the season, and now look at it. Now he's setting records in the playoffs, huge touchdown returns. He arguably won the game for us. And I want to know, is the Bills' defense at the peak, or is there something even greater than what we saw last week? Can they create what they need to create to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? I think they're in a really great spot to do that, especially because they've played the Chiefs before. They have their number. They know what they need to do. The first time they prepared for them, they obviously prepared for an air attack, and that's not what happened because they know that the Bills' run defense was struggling, and they took advantage of that, and that's what happened, and that's why the Bills lost to the Chiefs. It was a very, very close game. It was winnable then. It's winnable now. And I think it's even more winnable now because of the fact that then back on back in October, mid-October, the defense didn't have an identity. And now they do. And it's not the same identity as last season. Now they're aggressive. Now they're forcing turnovers. Now they're doing other things as opposed to just shutting offenses down and not letting them score. You know, it's not a problem if a team puts up some points because 
The Bills defense will cause turnovers. Trey White can make plays. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer can make plays. They can get to the quarterback. You know, there's so much more that can be done now than back in October. And it's just a completely different team. It's a different defense. It's a different offense. The special teams have completely, you know, revamped and gotten it together. And we, as people who watch this game, people who love, people who love football, I think the Bills have been this really great metamorphosis and, you know, coming out of a cocoon to become this butterfly through all of these little things that have just kind of clicked. And you want to be playing your best football in December. You want to be playing your best football through January. And I think that the Bills really are. And I think the confidence is there and the trust in themselves is there. And that's going to be key because Andy Reid is a great coach. There's no deny. I mean, you saw how they beat the Browns. He called a passing play on fourth and inches. Who does that? You know what I mean? This, this guy, I mean, he knows what he's doing. This is Sean McDermott's mentor. This is, you know, there are a lot of parallels in how these teams work and how these teams run and how these two young quarterbacks play. And I think that the prep, you know, the original prep that was done was great, but it's only going to be easier now that they kind of come into themselves at the right time. I think you you got a few key pieces there. And as a Bills fan, yeah, we feel like they're as good as they've ever been, and they're doing it at the right time. You never want to peak early in the season. We saw that with the Seattle Seahawks, and that's why they're not around anymore. The Bills have peaked at the right time. However, there are some things that maybe are concerning. I don't know. I want to get your take on Cole Beasley because he's been incredible this season. He's had the best season of his career. He's been nothing but phenomenal and particularly in third downs. And I feel like that could come in handy this week. But when we look at Cole Beasley's production last week, it was not there. He didn't have any catches. And maybe it's because of his injury. Maybe it was just because of the game plan. Are you concerned at all with the fact that Beasley didn't do anything? Or is it not a concern because we have guys like John Brown and Stefan Diggs and maybe Gabe Davis, depending on if he plays or not? You know, I would, if you asked me this a couple weeks ago, I would say I was concerned. However, we can even take this back further with John Brown. Against the Colts, no catches, which was insane, you know, because he was back and everyone was so excited to see him and everyone was, you know, banking on him having a big game and he didn't. But then, you know, this week he made several key plays that led to, you know, the Diggs touchdown, things like that. So I think that it's now kind of the evolution of Brian Dable's game plan. And also they really do believe in find the hot hand. So it's been Beasley a lot of the season. A lot of the season, that hot hand has been him just, you know, getting it done third down in the slot, you know, very, very, very effective. But I think, you know, we all know what Stefan Diggs can do. And I'm sure we'll talk more about him later. But I think that John Brown was that hot hand in that moment because he was playing more of a, you know, he wasn't going as long as he normally would. He wasn't truly playing slot. He was playing short. So I think that's kind of what, that's what I noticed at least. And I think that had, I think this could very similar, be very similar to what happened with John Brown against the Colts to this week. And I think it's going to be all hands on deck with the wide receiving core this week, because I think we're going to get that shootout that we initially expected. It was going to be week six. You bring up a key piece here and that's Stefan Diggs. Now we got to talk about him. And then I got one more question after this, but Stefan Diggs has been lights out in this playoffs. Is he going to be lights out against the chiefs who do not have the same defense as the Ravens, as I mentioned before, and they don't have as good of a defense as the Colts have. So Diggs has lit up both of those teams. So I feel like there's no reason he can't do it again. It's just this time we really need him to do it because you better believe the Chiefs are going to put up more points than the Ravens did. 
I think, yeah, sure. At this point, it'll be the most points scored in any of the Bills playoff games up until this point. Uh, Stefan Diggs has been an absolute dream for Bills fans. And just, you know, I think football as a whole, Josh Allen's offseason progress cannot be understated. His production in season has absolutely been affected by everything Stefan Diggs can do. I think that Diggs, even through double coverage, can still make plays work because that's the kind of guy he is. He breaks ankles. He's a route runner. He's very smart. He's made big plays in playoffs before. We've seen the Minnesota Miracle. We've all seen that play. You know, there are ways that, you know, he has a way of coming in clutch in big situations. And I think that this is going to be one of them, especially because of how badly the week six game was. Then they really kind of underestimated his ability back then. So we don't, I don't know what coverage against Diggs is going to look like this week. And the Chiefs defense is average at best. That's, you know, that's not why they won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl because they put up a ton of points. And everyone on this offense can score. Everyone on this offense pretty much has. I mean, all of the starting wide receivers, Gabriel Davis, obviously Zach Moss isn't playing, but he has. Devin Singletary has. TJ Yeldon has, you know, we've seen points come from everyone. We've had games with up to 13 different receivers. We can make that happen. And I think that that's something that is going to be key is just trusting. Josh Allen needs to trust his arm one and two Stefan needs to keep doing what he's doing because he has been incredible. He is a veteran. He does know what he's doing. And I think he can continue to do that but it just depends on the game Brian Dable calls. It's really going to depend on how Brian Dable, you know, because he, he, the first time it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best game he called, but I think, and he didn't call a great game against the Colts either for what it's worth. It was incredibly conservative, but I think that this is going to be the test. This is going to be really like the, the thing that Stefan Diggs's career has been made here. And I think that because of his care for the city, his care for this franchise, he's going to do whatever he can to make sure that they can dethrone the chiefs. I like that. You mentioned that in all of that Diggs has been wonderful, but the bills were in a close game with Kansas city last time. And we didn't see the greatest play calling from Brian Dayball. But I liked the analogy that you brought up earlier in this, which is they were in that cocoon and Dayball was within that cocoon too. And I think that he's coming out as well. And we saw it last week. We saw that he was willing to just give the ball to Allen, let him do whatever he needs to do. And that is what we need to see from a play caller like Dayball. We need him to just, like you said, trust. There's a trust factor there, and it feels like it's finally in full form. So we're at our final question here, and that is, how excited are you for this game against the Chiefs? Because I can't wait. This week is going too slow. It's still early in the week here that we're recording this, and this will only come out on Friday. But this week is taking forever, isn't it? Yeah. It is absolutely taking forever. I think this is the game that, you know, in the beginning of the season, everyone was like, you know, how cool would it be when Allen was first putting up his, you know, his 300 yard, 400 yard games, how cool would it be to play the chiefs in the AFC title game? How cool would that be? That would be so awesome. And every week it became a little more real and now it's here. Now it, it, the bills are not frauds. This is not, this is the real deal. This team has clicked on every cylinder and that has been a joy to cover, a joy to watch, to see how happy Bill's mafia is all around Western New York and the world. It just, I know this feeling. I know what this feels like as a, a fan of a team that had never won before to you know to see your team go to the to that championship to get ready to go to the Super Bowl and 
you know, I, I, I feel that. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see what this team can do. I was excited for the first time the Bills played the Chiefs and I was disappointed by how both teams played. Just like how the game went, I was disappointed because it wasn't the shootout that we all thought it was going to be. And I think this is really going to be, this is going to be the game that I really think can define this franchise. Really. I think that this is going to, this is going to show what this team is made of. By the time this comes out, we'll know if Patrick Mahomes is playing probably. Um, it's obviously too early to speculate anything. Um, NFL concussion protocol is finicky. But either way, I mean, it's it doesn't matter who's behind center for Kansas, who's, who's under center for Kansas City. It really doesn't. This is about Buffalo. This is about being a team of destiny, and it's about fulfilling – that prophecy it's a season that's been 25 years in the making and it's it's really really exciting for everybody involved listening to you say that i'm just getting tingles down my spine because yeah this is something we've been waiting for for so long and it really is and it could be a brand new bill's history like this could make up for everything that we've put up with for so long they've already made up for a lot of that getting to this point, but beating the chiefs, slaying the dragon and going to the super bowl would really solidify the bills and hopefully build maybe what could become a dynasty. We've seen everything from a managed point of view to now looking at the actual roster and everything seems to finally be where it needs to be. The stars have aligned and hopefully this is finally the year. But Alexa, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. You have so much great positivity and everyone should be positive because the bills are awesome right now. So Alexa, thank you so much. And of course, if anyone wants to check her out again, check her out on Twitter at Alexa Ross TV and you can find all of her stuff there. You can also go to rochesterfirst.com She's constantly putting out content about the team. So Alexa, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. And we'll see what happens on Sunday. Hey, Bills Mafia. This has been a crazy year with a lot of changes. Good changes like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. But this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle. It is a great sports-focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubblegum in-app currency. The best part is that right now, while they're still in beta, it is 100% free to join. And you also get extra in-app bubblegum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com and sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me and let them share their fan experiences. The Fan Experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. Welcome back. As we mentioned earlier, we have my brother Kevin Fertinsky on, and we have a lot to talk about with this upcoming matchup. Kevin, how excited are you for the Bills AFC championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh wow, let's let's go Buffalo. I, we've been waiting for this forever. I mean, I never got to see a playoff win before this year. And I couldn't be more excited. 
at the beginning of the playoffs, we were talking about the possibility of making it to the AFC Championship and playing Kansas City. And we just wanted a chance at this rematch. I think we've improved greatly since we first played them near the beginning of the season where the game was postponed due to COVID. Um, I thought that we didn't put our best foot forward at that time. And we're definitely peaking now. I think we have a much better chance to defeat Kansas City this time around. I don't think we're going to play it the same way as we did last time, defensively especially, uh, given the fact that we gave up you know, over 250 yards rushing, I think, in that game. I think we're much better equipped to stop the run at this time. And I can't wait for this Sunday. Yeah, look, it's, it's an amazing thing. It almost feels like a dream that the Bills are here and they're playing the Kings. They're taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, I should say. And they have an opportunity here to really take a leap forward. They've gotten to a point where we hoped they would get to, but we didn't necessarily know if they would get there. And they've reached that plateau. Now, can they leap off of it and go to the Super Bowl? I think what we have here is an interesting matchup because you have Patrick Mahomes who seems to have either a concussion or a tweaked nerve in his neck. And there's a lot of questions about whether or not he's going to play. If he does play in this game, is he even going to be the Patrick Mahomes that we've come to see the last few years? Are you concerned at all whether Mahomes is playing or not in the fact that that causes confusion for the bills and it, adds an extra layer of preparation for the Bills because they would have to then prepare for Patrick Mahomes or Chad Henney, who is, of course, a completely different quarterback. And that also impacts whether or not they have to prepare for a heavy running game or not. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly something to be concerned with. You know, if Chad Henney's playing, you certainly want to come up and make sure you stop the run because you don't fear Chad Henney beating you with his arm. So it's, it's definitely a concern. I think we should be first and foremost preparing as if Mahomes is playing because in my opinion, I think he will play. It sounds from what Andy Reid has been saying and what Mahomes has been tweeting that he's, going to be good to go I would be shocked if he didn't play he might be a little bit limited of course you know there's question as to whether it's a neck injury he's we know he's in the concussion protocol but there's other things going on even you saw in the game he was limping so they're saying he also has a foot injury so we're looking at foot injury neck injury a concussion I think he's going to be cleared from concussion protocol I it sounds even today that it looks like he's going to be prepared for Sunday. So I'd be shocked if he didn't play. So I would prepare for Mahomes because if Chad Henney plays, you know, I, I don't see how we're going to lose that game. We'd have to play pretty poorly to lose to a Chad Henney led Kansas city chiefs team. So to me, he's not a mobile quarterback. So you don't need to prepare. You, you wouldn't need to prepare for that. You know, you wouldn't have any different preparations. And if Chad Henney does end up playing, you can try to mitigate any issues by, you know, playing tougher on the run, which yes, you have to plan for it. But first and foremost, I think you want to be focused on playing Mahomes. Don't get caught up in, oh, what if Mahomes doesn't play? You know what? If Mahomes doesn't play, you better win this game. You know, I don't think you need anything overly complicated to beat Chad Henney. I think you do need a concise and strong game plan to beat Mahomes. Look, and I believe in our defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier. We just took it to Lamar Jackson and Baltimore 
and completely shut him down. Um, he had, Lamar Jackson had his worst career game against us and Baltimore hadn't scored three or less points in over 10 years. So to me, I think the focus should be on Mahomes. And, you know, yes, you should have a game plan in your pocket for Chad Henney just in case, but I think we should be preparing for Mahomes. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about Chad Henney. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. I think you come into this game, and yes, it's not ideal that you have to essentially prepare for both, but really they're going to prepare for Patrick Mahomes. And if they can handle Patrick Mahomes, they should be able to handle Chad Henney. Now you talk about whether or not Patrick Mahomes is going to play. And you seem to think he will play obviously based on reports at this point, at, at this time that we're recording, they do seem to be positive, whether it's from Andy Reid or whether it's from NFL insiders, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, all of them are saying the same thing, which is Patrick Mahomes is trending in the right direction and that he's passing the tests he needs to. He's feeling much better every day. What's interesting is you have the complete flip side, which is Brett Favre. I don't know if our listeners have heard this at this point or not, but Brett Favre has actually come out and said specifically that Patrick Mahomes needs to be smart about this. You don't want to take an undue risk and place your body at a severe risk that could impact the rest of your career. Yes, this is an important game. Yes, Mahomes really wants to play, but you also don't want to misguide or mislead the doctors and allow them to allow you to play when you're really not ready. You're taking a huge risk that doesn't necessarily need to be taken. It's interesting that that's coming from a former NFL quarterback in Brett Favre, who was so proud of the fact that he was always playing. He fought through every single injury. But it's interesting because now that he's in his 50s, he's starting to realize that maybe some of those risks weren't worth it. And I think that's really the storyline here. I don't think it's just whether or not he can play. It's also whether or not he should play. Yes, would it be good for Mahomes to play for Kansas City? Would it be good for the NFL and its fans? Yes. But it's also maybe not the greatest thing for a young quarterback who has so many years left in his career. Do you want to risk that for one game when, in our minds, they should lose anyways to the Bills? I mean, we'll see what happens. But... I just think this is really an interesting storyline. Now, this episode's only coming out on Friday, and there might be more details by then. But at this point in time, it certainly looks like the Bills are playing Mahomes. Whether he should or shouldn't, he is probably going to play, and the Bills should prepare for him. But what I want to talk about here is another quarterback, another player who has had an excellent season, and that's Josh Allen. That's our boy. Allen has been phenomenal this year, and I'm hoping he's going to be phenomenal once again. He didn't have the greatest game against the Ravens, but in your opinion, Kevin, is Josh Allen ready for this next spotlight, for the real spotlight when the lights are going to be as bright as they will ever be? Yeah, I, listen, I, I, I think he's been preparing for this um, for years now. You know, obviously we saw him struggle a bit in his first two years, but overall we, we did also see improvement. We saw a jump from year one to year two, and you saw a massive jump to year three. The one thing we've consistently seen throughout his three years in the league was he would perform in the clutch. He gets better and better as the games go on, he gets better in the pressure situations on third down. The Bills were the best team in the league this year on third down. He had, um, I think, the best passer rating in the fourth quarter. So when it comes down to the most important moments, third down, fourth quarter, game-winning drives, you see it again and again, he performed. It's interesting, in the first two games, he didn't really need to have that game-winning drive. I think, assuming Mahomes plays in this game, I think he's going to have to do what he does in those clutch moments and have that 
fourth quarter game-winning drive to win the game. I think it's going to come down to one possession. I think it's going to come down to the end. It may come down to who has the ball last in this game. And I totally believe in Josh Allen because, as you said, he had an incredible season. I think he's the MVP of the league. There's no one more valuable to his team than Josh Allen. We didn't have any run game all season. Our run game was Josh Allen. Our pass game was Josh Allen. He even caught a touchdown pass again. Like, our offense runs through Josh Allen. We barely have a running back to speak of. We need Josh Allen to be awesome in this game to win. Not only do we need Josh Allen to be awesome, we need to play our best game as a team to win this game. We need to be solid in all three phases. But ultimately, it's a quarterback-driven game, and we are going to need Josh Allen to have his best career game this weekend in order to win this game against the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, it's, it's a really big opportunity for Josh Allen. It's a scary opportunity, but I think you're right. I think Josh is ready for this opportunity. He's been waiting. He's been saying that he's got it in him. We have seen it. I've said it before. This kid has ice in his veins. When the game is on the line, he comes up big. And that's what you want in a franchise quarterback. That's what you see in Patrick Mahomes. That's what you see in Aaron Rodgers. It's what we've unfortunately had to see in Tom Brady for the last 20 years. But now it's the Bills time. It's Josh Allen's time to shine. And believe it, believe it when I say it now, him and Stefan Diggs are going to go off. Stefan Diggs has had a huge playoffs. To be honest, people aren't really talking about it. He had a monster season. I think the expectation was that he was going to be good in the playoffs, but I don't think the media is talking about enough. He is shredding teams. Two weeks of the playoffs, he's had well over 100 yards and a touchdown, and he's done it with ease. I I remember as soon as the Bills were halfway through the game and you have Chris Collingsworth saying, oh, it's so amazing. The Ravens are stopping Stefan Diggs, who's had such a great season. Of course, two or three plays after that, Stefan Diggs goes and puts up 60, 70 yards. So it goes to show you, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs can put up points and they can put up yards in bunches. And I think that that's what we're going to see in this game. So I want to get to the final question here. I want to know your score prediction for the Bills Chiefs game Sunday night prime time. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for this game. I think we are going to come out firing just like we did last game. We are going to abandon the run yet again and we are going to put up over 30 points in this game for the first time in the playoffs. That's what I think. I think we're going to win this game. 35 to 31. And I like us in this game. I think that Kansas City's defense is mediocre. This is the worst defense we've played in the playoffs. Look, if we make the Super Bowl, we will have had the most difficult schedule en route to the Super Bowl by far. We played Indy, who had more than 10 wins. We played Baltimore, who was a Super Bowl contender. And now we get to play Kansas City. If we are battle-tested like this, if we get by Kansas City, ain't no one going to stop us from winning the Super Bowl this year. Mark my words. I think we win this game. I think Josh Allen gets close to, if not more than 400 yards in this game. And I think we win it with a fourth-quarter game-winning drive, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. I love that prediction. And to be honest, it's quite close to what I have. I have the Bills putting up 38 points in this. Like you said, they're going to come out firing. Some games they've come out and they've been a little bit slow to start. I don't think this is going to be one of those games. The Chiefs defense is nowhere near the caliber of the Ravens or the Colts. 
So we know that the Bills should be able to put up more points. Now the question is, what do I think the Chiefs are going to put up? And I have them putting up 37. I think this is going to be a nail biter. It's going to be a real Buffalo Bills dogfight. But not like old Bills where it's low scoring and they lose 6-3 to three to Cleveland. No, no. The Bills are going to win 38-37. to 37. And like you said, I think it's going to come down to a late game score from the Bills. The Bills are potentially going to be trailing. And I just think Josh Allen is going to step up and get the job done. It's not going to be Devin Singletary. It's not going to be TJ Yeldon. It's not going to be Antonio Williams if they decide to activate and play him, which I don't think is going to happen. And it's not going to be John Brown. It's not going to be Cole Beasley. It's not going to be Deion Dawkins on a trick play. It's going to be Stefan Diggs. And the Bills are going to win this game and they're going to head to the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. And honestly, I don't care who they're playing. All I want to do is make it there. Make it to the show. That's what I want to see. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. If you have any thoughts left to say, any excitement, pent up anger or excitement that you need to get out, you better do it right now because otherwise I'm going to wrap this thing up. Go Bills. Nothing would make me happier to win this game and I would like to see Sammy Watkins play this week because I want to beat his ass. Yeah, I'm so tired of Sammy Watkins. Trash on the Bills, comes out, plays decent football with Kansas City, wins a Super Bowl. It would really feel good to beat him. And then, of course, go to the Super Bowl, maybe play Brady and beat him too. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But this is a big week. It's as big of a week as our franchise has had in a very long time. And I am just as excited as you. And I will end this by saying thank you so much for coming on. And go Bills. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad Podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stoned teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca. is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hey, it's Brent. Hey, I'm Chris. We're the hosts of the Kids on the Escalator podcast on the Dean Blundell Network. We talk about the coolest stuff in the universe, like comic books, like movies, like video games, sometimes even some wrestling and things get a little out of hand. Currently, we're breaking down every single episode of the Book of Boba Fett, and it's pretty friggin' cool. Yes, it is. KidsOnTheEscalator.com. Dean Blundell Network. Good times. Rad dudes.